0: Hub of my activity as a child was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, a decrepit industrial American city, um, full of amazing ruins. Though um, old factories, there's there's a front street along the river with old breweries and meatpacking plants. I guess I've always had a love for the ruin, and once I, you know, met met a few friends in life who kind of shared this fascination. Um, Friends who were also musicians, we started um, kind of discovering together this kind of great possibility of going into a, a place and like picking up debris from the ground.
1: Lauren Chassie paints with sound like a visual artist. He studies forms in the natural world and relays them through his imagination.
0: I think what what essentially characterizes my work is the use of the sight as the instrument and the studio. I look for acoustical situations and particular resonances in a, in a building or outdoors somewhere um, where sound is reflected in an unusual way and if I notice that, just by clapping my hands and hearing some weird flanging effect, usually I'll go with it and find materials on the ground and begin composing a piece for the microphone. The type of recording I do is I use the microphone very actively. It's, It's almost, you know, I kind of perceive it as an extension of my ear. It's like, it's like, wow, this wonderful luxury of being able to unscrew my ear from the side of my head and stick it somewhere that I can't actually reach with my ear. What inspires me about a place like the Rose Factory is this sense of it being this kind of implied wilderness. Something about that just really kind of evokes all the imagination I've been nurturing since I was a kid.
2: This is our experimental section, which, you know, takes up a huge part of the store. And Lauren is involved in a great deal of different stuff, so we have him in two separate places. This is mostly his solo stuff. Not entirely sure how I first discovered Lauren, but I had heard his band, which was a band called Thuja, and they were they were sort of the perfect example of a, a rock band that incorporated elements of sound art. You know, you'd go see Thuja play and he'd have all these twigs and stones and pots, and he would just incorporate that into the sound of this band. So the the sound of a rock band was expanded to evoke all sorts of, almost all sorts of nature. Where you or I would have dinner and see a movie, Lauren will invite someone over and they'll walk into the woods and go camping and record a record. Hence all the different projects and all the different records.
0: Essentially what I'm doing when I make a piece of music is I go out into the field. I record sounds. I take those sounds with me to other locations. Sometimes I'll play them back in other locations and re-record them, adding another layer, creating a situation, trying to somehow recreate the environment that I kind of most lose myself in out the field, bringing something of that to a performance space.
1: Sound art is a discipline that dates back to the early 1900s. The earliest sound artists responded to the cacophony of the new urban metropolis by embracing its mechanical noises, composing and performing audio pieces using the sounds of industry as their instruments.
0: What is sound art? That's the most common question that we always get. And there's always the history where it goes back to the futurists and Luigi Russolo and the art of noises and John Cage, which is all very, very common history that you'll see in the press. What I'd consider sound art that's happening now stems from a, a background of, like, four different trajectories, where it's like music, fine arts, and then punk rock and anarchy. So. Um, What you've seen happening now in sound art is kind of like somewhere that's in between
1: all of this. Like many contemporary sound artists, Lauren is constantly searching for new modes and venues for self-expression. He creates sound works on CD. He performs in public spaces. And he's one of a growing number of sound artists whose work is showing up in galleries and museums.
0: There's a lot of very crude manipulation of sound before I actually dump it onto the computer and do the final tweaking in Pro Tools. Pro Tools is a, an editing software, basically, used for editing sound.
1: Although Lauren's palette of sounds is taken directly from his environment, he doesn't simply attempt to replicate the ambient sound of the recording site in his final mixing process the way a documentary sound recordist would.
0: I use a variety of sources when I mix in Pro Tools. Often I'll load in sounds from recordings I've done out in the field. And also I'll use live materials, which I'll mic, uh, either with a contact mic or something else. But my desk is usually quite cluttered with, with uh, tape decks.
1: Let's try Lauren's day job is working as a teacher in the San Francisco Public Schools.
0: Gosh, it's so weird.
1: Noah, why do you think Hannah can hear it?
0: Because of vibration.
1: Ah. For the last three years, he's been incorporating sound art into his curriculum.
0: How's the sound getting, Hannah? Is it getting louder? It's getting really loud. Okay. This bowl rings for a very long time. Okay. I want to show you just how long it rings for. In order to make sound meaningful to children, I don't begin by talking about it. I begin by giving them an experience with it. And I think the way to children, no matter what you're teaching them, is to kind of instill a sense of wonder, present something wondrous to them. Do you hear that, Sydney? What does it sound like? It sounds like an ocean or like um, a cave or something with wind in it. Right there. I feel like what I'm doing is kind of encouraging a type of literacy. It feels like a thunderstorm. I hope that by lying down in the grass and closing their eyes and listening to the environment that they can imagine uh, another location altogether just by virtue of closing their eyes.
1: (laughs) More than anything else, Lauren Chassey's artwork is about listening. Bofford Alley is a single block in the middle of San Francisco's Chinatown where Lauren has returned again and again simply to experience its sounds.
0: I used to be much more obsessive with bringing the microphone with me everywhere I went. And uh, I think working with children made me realize that, oh, it's it's not always about recording and documenting and preserving the moment. Um, It's just about listening. Sometimes I think that, uh, wouldn't it be neat to just set people up on a street in chairs and have them kind of listen to a street corner, you know, as kind of like a theater. It's been done before, but I think it's, it's it's an idea worthy of being done again and again.